Well, hello and God bless you. Welcome to BlendCouragesYou.com, where we are here with the word from the Lord to help keep you encouraged to stay on the wall for the Lord. My name is Blend, and as always, I'm so grateful to God for being here today with all of you on this episode number 255 of our podcast. Well, BCU family, we are going to head straight to the word of God to take a look at a favorite psalm of mine. So please take this time to get your Bibles, your notebooks, something to write with, a snack, and settle on in. Blaine encourages you is coming to you with a look at Psalm 1. That's what's coming up next. All right, BCU family, we are going to get into our podcast content momentarily. Right now, I would like to establish protocol. So if you are a longtime listener, thank you so very much for being here. We certainly do appreciate you. And if you happen to be a first time listener, you know what? Thank you so much. We certainly appreciate you being here as well. And I'm going to ask you to consider right now making our relationship permanent. So wherever you are listening from, if you're on the blendencouragesyou.com site, if you're on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, on iTunes, or now known as Apple Podcasts, or on SoundCloud, wherever you are listening from, do me a favor and go ahead and hit the subscribe button. That's all you have to do, and that gets you in as an official part of the BCU family. Welcome. All right, everybody. So as referenced in our introduction, we're going to take a look at Psalm 1. It's a short psalm. It is yet very powerful, uh, very powerful. And we thank God for that. Now, before I get into this, you all know I love background. (laughs) And I have to tell you all that back in my, I want to say, teenage days, I was challenged uh, by a man of God and not just myself, but many of us in the youth department were challenged to memorize Psalm 1. And as I recall it, we did it as a bit of a contest. Of course, it was friendly competition. And the goal was for us to memorize this very powerful, uh, these very powerful passages of scripture. And I do believe that I made it all the way to the end without a lot in the way of of them helping me if i'm thinking correctly it's been so long bcu fam and i remember us having so much fun uh you know leading up to the day and and actually reciting someone but uh, nonetheless uh it did get down into my heart and at that time of course i was unsaved and just doing everything that i wanted to do uh and, and i thank god for his keeping power and, and of course, been saved, you know, a long time now, uh, almost 30 years now. My Lord, that's a whole other story, BCU family. We'll have to talk about that. But nonetheless, I thank God because as a youth, this was in my heart and it stayed there. Now, I may not get every word of every verse uh, correct off the top of my head. I do know what it does say. And I thank God for that. And I just want to quickly thank God for now Bishop Samuel Smith, who was uh, my pastor at the time and uh, gave us this challenge. And it has just, 
I would say it has deepened my my love of the Psalms and my love of the Lord. So we thank God for him planting that in my heart so very long ago and how it has come up uh, even today. So with that being said, I'm hopeful that you have your Bibles with you. Uh, if you are on the go, of course, you can just listen in and read the word later on when you get a chance. It's always important, BCU fam, no matter who it is that you are listening to, that you make sure that you check the word of God for yourself. So have your Bibles or get your Bibles and make sure that what that person is saying is lining up with the word of God and that it's rightly divided. It doesn't matter who it is. It's it's always good to have that word. And typically speaking, I do read out of the King James Version of the Bible. Sometimes I'll do New King James and the Berean Study Bible because at uh, this point, they are the closest, the New King James and the Berean Study Bible to King James. I haven't found too much in the way of omissions and translations that are just uh, very far to the left or right. So uh, King James is where we're going to be. And we're going to go right through uh, that first Psalm, Psalm number one, and that's going to be verses one through six. Now, people often say that they say Psalms chapter one, and I know that we do that uh, in most of the Bible and they are chapters. These are, it's not arranged that way. I'll have to do a bit of a discussion about that, maybe uh, in some other podcast. So what we want to say whenever we are getting ready to recite a psalm or we're asking someone to go to a psalm, we just want to say Psalm 1. That's what we want to do. So they're songs and uh, they're praises to our God. So they're not necessarily chapters like we're used to. And uh, that's just a little side note for you. <laughs> so let's get into a BCU film. Psalm 1 verse number 1. And it says, blessed is the man. That walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season, his leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the ungodly shall perish. Now, in reading this psalm, again, it, this, this speaks volumes to me, BCU fam, as far as what the Lord is <laughs> telling us. And what I'd like to do is just take a look at this psalm, uh, I would say pretty much verse by verse. I think that's a good idea. Let's take a look at it. 
and see exactly what the Lord is saying. There isn't a lot of ambiguity here at all. And when I say that, I mean that it's it's pretty clear what the Lord is saying. <laughs> it really is. Let's take a look at this in a deeper meaning. So let's go back to verse number one of Psalm one. Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. So the blessed man or woman, and when man is used here, it's mankind. So this is for, for everyone, whether you're a man, woman, boy, girl, child, does not matter. This is for everyone that someone who is blessed is not going to do uh, certain things. So with that, a blessed person is not going to walk in the counsel of the ungodly. And I want to start there because when you are walking with someone, I want you to think about our friends, our associates, our coworkers, our, even our family, right? Uh, if they are ungodly, it, it's not good for us to walk in their counsel, uh, to take advice from the ungodly that does not line up with the word of God. There are you're either godly or you're not. And it's not to say that our coworkers, relatives, families, friends, even strangers are, they don't mean well or are sweet or nice. It's, it's not to say anything about that. Are you walking in their counsel? Are you doing what they say to do that is not lining up uh, with God's word? If you are talking about a situation, let's just say at work and the person who is ungodly says, well, listen, what I would do is I just walk up to him and punch him in the face. You know, that counsel is not of God because God does not tell us to walk up and punch people in their faces. You know, we are to pray for our enemies. We are to do good to those that are, are not doing good to us. We are to bless them and not to curse them. We are to pray. So we're to love them. That's what Matthew chapter five tells us to do right around verse number 44. So that's opposite of what God says. So we don't want to walk in that counsel. It may feel good to us and they may mean well. And when I say mean well, it, it's not that they're trying to do anything other than what their God what the small G tells them to do. And that's not what we do. So we don't walk in their counsel or we don't stand in the way. The next part of the verse says of sinners. And when we think about that, we're either sinning or we're not. We're either sinners or we're not. So when we are standing in the way of sinners, uh, we are on a path or a trajectory and we don't want to be in that particular path. It's not where we want to choose. So we have a choice either to do one thing or the other. And the amazing thing about God, even for those of us that are filled with the Holy Ghost, we have a choice as to how we're going to conduct ourselves. And God gives us free will. We can have the Holy Ghost. Absolutely. And we, if, if, if we do have it, God gives us a choice whether we're going to follow him or not. So we don't want to choose the path of the sinner and how we can tell whether it's a path of sin or not. Once again, is does what we're about to do or say or think, does that line up with the scriptures? Is it something that God would tell us to do? 
So we have to be very mindful that the path we choose is not the one of sin. And then nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Now, what I find interesting about this is, is that um, the scornful love to criticize the people of God, the things of God and what the word of God says. And depending on the company in which we are present in, and, and sometimes we can't help that company. And, and when I say that, once again, this company that we're in, it could be our family. It could be a family gathering. It could be a picnic or a barbecue. You might be at work. You could be out and about at the market and you happen to be just kind of chatting. You could be at a PTA meeting. So it's not so much BCU fam that we can help sometimes where we are. We're not going to stay there. Amen. Uh, we're in this world and we, we have to function in this world. We're just not of it. So what we're going to do is to not sit in the seat of the scornful. We're not going to stay in the presence of someone with God's help that is criticizing God and the things of God. A righteous person is not going to sit in that seat. So if others are, are, are putting down people of God or the word of God, it's easy for us to sort of join in, especially if there are people who may not be walking with the Lord the way that they should. But nonetheless, we need to be, uh, I would say, proud followers of Jesus. When I say proud, I don't mean that you are swell with pride, that you're better than anyone else. But what we want to make sure that we do is, is that if someone is putting someone, putting someone of God down or the word of God down, we need to speak up about that. And say, you know, this is not really what the word of God says. What it says is such and such. And, you know, this person may not be walking the way that they should. Uh, we are praying for them. Uh, if you have contact with them and feel like you need to say something to that individual, if you have the authority in which to do so, uh, you can say that. But uh, what I'm saying here, BCU fam, is, is that this is not where we should sit and stay that we should stand up for Jesus because if we deny him, he'll deny us. The word of God tells us that. And, and we shouldn't stay in a place where we are comfortable with scorners that make fun of or put down the people of God and, and the word of God. Amen. And I can think of an entertainer who shall remain nameless right this minute. Uh, some of you all will know who to whom I'm referring. Uh, they scorn the things of God and they do that in what they call a humorous way. And that's really not what we should be doing. So I'm not going to sit in the seat of the scornful where that's concerned. All right, let's move forward to verse number two. Now, so that's what a, a man that is uh, godly, they're not going to do. Here's what the godly person is going to do. Verse number two, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And I love that. And in this law, in his law, does he meditate day and night? And what this verse is saying is, is that, you know, what we do as people of God, we're excited about what the word of God says. So we are looking forward to getting into the word and to absorb what the word of God is saying for our lives. Now, I have to tell you, BCU fam, that I one of my favorite things to do in the morning. And some of you all have heard me say this 
on BCU Live is, is that, you know, once I get up and get cleaned up, I'm trying to get to as, as much as possible and as quickly as possible. I'm trying to get to Jesus. <laughs> I'm trying to get to Jesus first thing. Yeah, I know there's notifications on the phone. I know that breakfast has to be done and things have to be taken care of. I need to get to Jesus first. And it it almost I, I don't want to know if I want to use the word irritate because that's a pretty strong word. It it almost irritates me, though, if I can't get to Jesus right away. That makes some sense. And and I may have to think of a different adjective, but I can feel myself saying, oh, I, I got to get to the Lord. I got to get to the Lord. So there's a desperation for me to get to the word of God and to get to God. There's that desperation. Maybe that's a better adjective and anything that wants to hop up in my way because that the enemy likes to do that. It gets me to it gets me where oh, no, 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 no. And I have to just bind up and, and rebuke the enemy through Jesus to get right to Jesus, because uh, there are different distractions that want to pop up all along that route. And I, I need to make a straight beeline right to Jesus and to the word of God so that I can function on all six cylinders for the day. So that's the way that it should be, that we want to meditate in the word of God day and night. And I love to get the word in whenever I can during the day, uh, whether it's I'm reading, whether it is a word of God that was deposited down into me, whether a song pops up that is based on the word of God, that's where our hearts should be. And if we're meditating on that word day and night, what's going to happen is, is that we're going to be more like Jesus and do what he says. And that's going to settle us in our spirits. That's going to settle our hearts. We're going to feel uh, peaceful. We're going to know exactly what to do because the Lord is with us. And it doesn't say that we won't mess up or uh, make uh, wrong decisions from time to time because, you know, sometimes we don't pay attention. But for the most part, uh, if we're meditating in the word of God, we're going to know what it says and what to do. And because God's perfect because his will is perfect because his word is perfect. We'll be doing things in a way that is perfect and perfect means in a mature fashion. Perfect means we are mature. All right. So we want to meditate so that our hearts and minds are in the right place and that we're thinking the right things and that we are not uh, walking outside of the love that God has put down in us. Now, Because we do that, that takes us to verse number three, and it says, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also also shall not wither and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Now, this is the benefit of meditating on the law of the Lord or the word of God day and night is that we're fruitful. And everything it is that we do. So the more we delight in God's presence, the more fruitful we are. The more we are taking in the word, uh, we're going to bear fruit and our leaves will not wither. Ooh, don't you love that BCU fam? I love this. So listen, when a tree is planted by water, water is nourishing. We need water. Our bodies, I believe, are, I want to say they are 70 to 80% water. It's been a while since I've done a little science on the body. There's some the biology. So we're made up of a lot of water. So uh, you also know, many of us know that we need to drink 
a lot of water and we have to stay hydrated in order to function because of our blood and everything that God has put inside of us. We need that. So water is a source of life. It's nourishing. So when a a tree rather is planted by the water, it takes in that water. It takes that in and it nourishes that tree at the roots. When the roots are nourished, when they're, they're hydrated, when they're replenished, that helps the fruit to be juicy and to be wonderful and to look nice and to and to just um, be nourishing to everyone who partakes of that fruit. So we want to be like the tree that's planted by the water. We want to stay where the word of God is. And by doing so, uh, we're going to bear more fruit. Bearing fruit does not necessarily mean that we are going to uh, get a mansion and a yacht, you know, whatsoever we do shall prosper. People think that on oh, mansions and yachts and the Lord is going to give us all these great things uh, because whatever we're going to do is prosper. And I'm not here to say that God won't give you all of those things, because if it's in his perfect will for you to have them, that's fine. It's not what we're looking to do. We want to bear fruit in the fact that we want people to come to Christ. We want people to see Jesus in us. We want to behave ourselves in a way that reflects God in all of our actions. So when we are at work and something goes down that is not correct, people will look to us to see how we respond. And in that, because we respond like God would have us to, it's going to draw people to Christ. And there's your fruit bearing. When we are at home and we we get into a conversation, that's a tough one. The way that we respond, the soft answer that we give that turns away wrath. Uh, When we think uh, or when we are slow to speak and slow to anger and quick to hear, if we put those verses into effect, mm, thank you, Jesus. What will will happen is, is that we'll bear, we will bear the fruit of that. We'll see that our homes will be more harmonious. Right. And that we're able to have conversations and to have discussions and to disagree, but in a way that still glorifies God. That's your bearing fruit. Uh, We will bear fruit, BCU fam, when we are making sure that if we have an if we know someone has an ought against us, if we know that there is an issue that we leave our gift at the altar, as the scriptures say, and go to our brother and go to our sister and be reconciled with them. And then we go back and worship because God wants our relationships to be intact. That's how we bear fruit. These are all fruit bearing ways of doing things rather than complaining and murmuring about all of the things that are going on. We take our situation and how we feel. We take it directly to Jesus and then we give him praise, glory and honor. That's how we bear fruit. That's what that looks like. That's what that prospering looks like. That's where our leaves, Lord, I thank you in here today, are going to stay evergreen because we are staying close to the source. We're staying close to Jesus. We're making sure that we're nourished with that word of God so that even in the drought, even in the dry times, even in the hard situations, even when there are tears in our eyes, with all that is happening around us, BCU fam, we are evergreen. We're staying green because we are like the tree that is planted by the water. Because we have delighted ourselves in the word of God, we can stay green even in the driest and the ugliest of circumstances. And God is going to keep us. And because we're evergreen in this drought, 
that's going on. People will come to us and say, how is it that you still have your joy? How is it that you're still excited? How is it that you're still happy? You know, what is it? I, I want some of that. And we can lead them to Christ that way. So as my cousins said not too long ago, we want to hashtag be a tree. We want to be an evergreen tree. And the way we do that is making sure that we are sticking to uh, the word of God. Uh, it's great, BCU fam, to uh, listen to other people, including me uh, and your telev television evangelists and radios and podcasts and all of those kinds of things. I'm all for that. Absolutely. I'm a podcaster, so I'm all for that. We want to be sure, as I said earlier, that it's all in the word of God, that it's based in the word of God, and that we want to take the time to make sure that we are meditating in that day and night. So with that, BCU fam, um, that is the signal. Do you all hear that? That it's time for me to wrap up. I tell you, that time went by quickly. So if the Lord says the same, the next time we're together, we're going to dig a little bit more into Psalm 1 and talk about what it is that happens when uh, the ungodly are into the picture. So what happens if we decide to go ungodly? We're going to find out next time we're together. So with that, BCU fam, I'm excited. Can you all tell? I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited about the word of God. And I just praise God for being able to be here with all of you and to expound on it. So with that being said, I want to thank you all so much for listening today. Thank you so much for your prayerful support and for sharing the podcast so that we can grow the impact and that God can be glorified, honored and praised and that people who are listening uh, knows that Jesus is real and that he saves, heals, delivers and he sets free. He does just that. So with that BCU fam, this is Blend from BlendCouragesYou.com signing off. Until the next time we are together, may our God bless you. May he keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you and give you all peace as you stay on the wall. <laughs>